Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Justin. I'm Josh. And this is the Do Life Podcast. Cheers, buddy. <laughs> Cheers. Fucking rock out. <laughs> Make it heavy. Make it heavy. What's going Say on, man? Say it with your chest. Say it with your chest. Say it with your chest. So what's going on, man? Uh, it's good to be home. Good to be home. It's good to be home. Where were you? Yeah, I was at Army Mountain Warfare School. What? What is yeah. that? What is that? It's a great question. That so, is. So wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Are you in the army? I am in the army. Okay. Yeah, Fourteen years. Forty. So is it? I know. I don't look that old, right? No. I joined when I was like nine. Okay. <laughs> Nineteen. So, so is the plan to be career or? Mm. What's the thoughts on that? So. Uh, at the end of my last contract, which at the end of my last contract, I was at 12, um, there was a very serious thought as to whether or not I was going to stay in or, or get out. And uh, if I stayed in, it's definitely going to be 20 years. It doesn't make sense to, to get out at 18 and not get the benefits in the retirement. So um, after a lot of conversations and contemplation, I decided to, to re-up. So... I will definitely be in for at least twenty. Uh, that's a big number. That's a big number. Yeah, we're only we're only six years away, but I'll only be thirty nine at the time, so I might stay in longer. I've been doing it so long; it's just sort of a part of my life now, and it seems like it would be weird to not have it be a part of my life. That's fair. So, do you want to stay active? Like, tell me what a little bit about what you do now. And kind of how we got there. So when I first joined, I was in the Rhode Island National Guard. I was in an aviation unit. My MOS is uh, 74 Delta, which is any any Army guys out there are going to go, oh, he's a chem guy, uh, which, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which uh, basically means that I do whatever the unit needs me to do. Um, okay. Jack of all trades kind of yeah, guy? Yeah, pretty much. You know, generally... Um, by the books, my, my job would be to maintain equipment, chemical decontamination equipment, reconnaissance equipment, and then train the unit to operate in a caustic environment, right? And react to caustic environments. So, uh, when I first joined, I was in an aviation unit then moved over to an engineering unit and then came up to the Vermont National Guard after I attended a leadership school in Vermont. I love the guys, love the unit. Um, their training was, in my opinion, far superior and much more in line with what I wanted to do and what my vision of being in the Army was when I first joined. Um, and I've been in the same unit now for seven years. Um, That's cool. Well, now I'm a staff. <laughs> <laughs> now, now I'm a staff bitch, and I sit on... You know, I sit on uh, what's called MDMP, which is military decision-making process, and it's a lot. Uh, it's very sedentary, which is not what I want to do when I'm when I'm there. You so, know, it sounds way more corporate than yes than I expected. Now. Honestly, now, 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 yeah. The last like the last like two or three years has been yeah. It feels very like corporate America, as opposed to going out and digging a foxhole and sleeping in the field and, and, you know, 
training on linear danger zones and 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 things that I enjoy doing. Uh, so mountain warfare school because that's because that's what I picture. I picture just sleeping out in the elements and yeah, there you go. Which which don't get me wrong, as a unit we still do that, but it is not at the volume that I enjoy. Like I want to be doing that. 24-7. All the time. Yeah. Yeah, 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 all the time. I want to be out. I want to be training. I want to be doing hands-on, land nav, react to contact, close quarter, whatever it may be. Uh, not <laughs> sitting in a in an office talking to a bunch of captains and majors about <laughs> fucking security on a cob. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, that's fair. It's boring. All right, so we started this with Mountain Warfare School. You're saying you just got back. Mm-hmm. That doesn't sound like being, you know, a desk job. No. <laughs> Something where you're talking about security and all that. So what is Mountain Warfare School? So the Army's Mountain Warfare School uh, trains and equips soldiers with the knowledge to effectively and efficiently operate in mountainous terrain. And that means moving equipment, moving personnel, moving casualties, uh, moving yourself and your body through through the mountains, which <laughs> I found out was way fucking harder than than uh, than I remember. Uh, especially you know you have a winter phase and a summer phase, and I went through I went through winter seven years ago, which I'm sure we'll talk about, and then this time obviously summer. The miles in summer are way longer, obviously way hotter. Uh, and grueling, and when you're done with the movements, well, now it's time to learn, right? So you're fucking smoked, and now they're like, let me teach you this. And in retrospect, not very complex systems, right? Like, I could teach you, genuinely, I could teach you the systems tonight, and you could, with some level of intellect, put them together and be able to use them, but when you're fucking smoked and you're oh. just showing up and you learned a system yesterday and not the day before that and so on and so forth, you're like, oh God, what the fuck is this thing? Oh, yeah, you- sure. <laughs> what are you showing me? Trying to make a coffee when you're, you know, tired is yeah. difficult, let yeah. alone do it, do that. Sounds like a nightmare. But it was good. It was good training. Um, much more in line with what I enjoy doing when, when I'm, I'm, I'm in the Army. So uh, it was good. It's good. Let's give you a little bit of background on. Yeah, why don't we do that and yeah. you talk through the articles and I'll just sort of, I'll, I'll hop in and give my two cents. So just from your knowledge, just make sure that I'm not totally, yeah, yeah, totally yeah. off base. Yeah. So Army Mountain Warfare School was established in Vermont in April of 1983. The Army Mountain Warfare School, that's that's correct. Before that, it was in... It was in, in Colorado. That's right. Yeah, Camp Hale. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. right. That's right. Where is it located in Vermont? Jericho, Vermont. What about the training site? Jericho, Vermont. That's the name of it? Oh, oh, the name of the training site is Ethan Allen. Okay. Ethan Allen Training Site, which that quote is from General Ethan Allen. Okay. The R- Who did it before then? Was it just a separate unit? Military Mountain? No, no, no. So it was actually originated in World War Two. Yep. Um, and there's a book called The Last Ridge, which goes into all of the history of it, which is pretty dope. And it was a lot of like um, foreign skiers and climbers that came together and f- 
a lot from New England, a lot from Vermont, a lot from um, New Hampshire that came together in a sort of reaction to fighting in the Swiss Alps and getting, you know, the, the, the allies sort of getting their asses handed to them. They, <laughs> they developed this, this mountain unit and this mountain training site. Okay, so they started that in the 50s. And then, and like I said, in 1983, in April, it moved, moved to Vermont. It moved to Vermont, yeah. Okay. And it was the Vermont National Guard Army Mountain Warfare School. And then I believe, I could be wrong, but I believe in 2009, it became the Army Mountain Warfare School and was recognized by TRADOC as an actual, what we would call an ATARS school. So what happens when you complete Mountain Warfare School? You get uh, a skill badge, which is a, a, a doll ram that you get to wear uh, on your uniform. You also get what's called a, an echo identifier, which identifies you as a, as a military mountaineer. Uh, real world, your unit looks at you as a subject matter expert to move equipment, personnel through mountainous terrain with uh, a level of, of intellect, you know, and, and know-how. Very cool. So you mentioned before that you did this seven years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So why did you do it again? It seems like something you wouldn't want to repeat necessarily. Redemption. Redemption. <laughs> Love it. Okay. Redemption. So um, my my unit is is a mountain unit. Okay. Okay. Um, and I, I walked into... Um, my my supervisor's office seven years ago, it was eight years ago, whatever it is now, and uh, he's super cool. Jeff, awesome, awesome, awesome fucking guy. He was Jeff. My super, Jeff, Jeff, Jeff McNeil, solid, solid fucking dude. Um, and he was my supervisor for up until this year when he retired. Uh, and I walked in, and he was like, "Hey, man, you want to go to Mount Warfare School?" And I was like, "Uh, when?" Ah, week and a half. Oh, cool. So, you know, tomorrow. It's like, it's also fucking February in Vermont. It's cold. Which is cold as shit. It's, it's fucking, you know, negative 15 some days. That's yeah, a nightmare. Negative 25 when you're, when you're actually on a mountain with wind chill. And, uh, and I was like, well, you know, how is it? What is it? You know, I've, I'd never heard of, again, coming from the Rhode Island National Guard, you didn't get to do these kind of specialty fucking hua hua schools. That's you fair. know what I mean? You go to a leadership school and you go to fucking some maintenance training at Camp Dodge and it's you know, it's 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 very blah. Novice, very blah. Yeah, yeah, very, very blah. So I was like, well, what is it? You know? And Jeff, who is a very he doesn't have to train for shit and he excels at it. He's one, of the, he's one of those guys. Gifted. Gifted. Yeah, he's been an athlete his whole life, so I'm sure that there's some level of, of, of effort that went into it when he was younger. But, uh, you know, one day <laughs> we, we, were, we were at uh, the unit, and I was like, there's no fucking way you're putting up 225 on a bench. There's no way, dude. And he goes down, and he does it for like three reps. And he's like, I haven't benched in fucking eight years or whatever. What and he's not ass. lying. He just he drinks fucking Bud Light, and he hangs out, and that's it. I love it. But he's got that. He's got that that mentality and that strength. So, um, 
I walk in his office. He asks me if I want to go. I ask him what it's about. And in the Army, when something gets called a gentleman's course, what that means is it's fucking laid back. Super late. It's a gentleman's course. You're going to go there. I I immediately thought of a gentleman's club. No. Not the same thing. Well, not the same thing. That'd be awesome, though. Yeah, that's fair. The Army should definitely contemplate having ladies of the night at these schools. That, (laughs) That would be a morale booster. For sure. Um, no, it is, it's laid back and, you know, you can leave at night and go get dinner and it's, it's not very physically demanding, generally speaking. Uh, and it's just sort of laid back. It's very laid back. It's not locked down fucking peep, you know, up at 6am or 5am or 4am, whatever it may be. Super laid back. And I was like, well, I said, you know, I haven't really been training, um, is it going to be a problem? He's like, no, 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 you're good. You'll be good. Because he's thinking of himself. It's a gentleman's course. He'd be good. It's a gentleman's course. So I was like, all right, sign me up, dude. I'll go. Sure. So I pack my shit and I go. And um, it is not a fucking gentleman's course. <laughs> so it's, that's a lie. So, and, so, the, so I get there and there's no cell phone reception at all, dude. So I can't even text him to be like, you fucking asshole. You liar. You're a liar. And, you know, my dumb ass, I didn't do any research. I didn't look up anything. I was like, ah, oh, Jeff says it's a gentleman's course. I'm going to show up. It's going to be chill. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to learn some fucking knots, which is also all he sees. Oh, yeah, you're just going to tie some knots, dude. You're just going to tie some knots. No big deal. I mean, how hard could it be? Very fucking hard <laughs> is how hard it could be. So, um... I, I show up, immediately realize that this is not what I thought it was going to be, and I was not even close to prepared. I'm also not somebody that likes to quit shit. So I was like, I oh, fucking, I can do it. It's 14 days. I can do anything for 14 days. Not a big deal. Yeah, and, and, and knowing you, that's typically works out. It I mean, you typically, typically, <laughs> you typically do a pretty good job. Typically, I can muster through. You know, it's freezing out. The fucking ropes are freezing. The cords are freezing. So working with them, you're outside 15, 16, 17 hours a day. Um, You're moving through thigh-high snow. I mean, you're getting fucking smoked, dude. You're getting smoked day in and day out, right? Sounds completely unenjoyable. And and again, just not prepared. Just not prepared for it, right? Um, I get hurt. Three days before graduation, and uh, I I fell my own again. I'm I'm tired. I didn't train good, and I didn't train at all. I'm not prepared for this. My legs are fucking smoked, and and I fall because I'm weak at at, at the time, and I didn't train. Uh, and I fucked my back up a little bit. And I fucked my hips up, and and my knees. <laughs> hey, I mean, so you okay? You fell? Did you fall like out of bed? Did you fall like? No, I fell like down down a fucking ravine thing and and it was a good it was good it was a good fall it was a good fall how high are we talking uh maybe like 40 45 feet holy shit falling tumbling you know that's 40 okay yeah that's a lot it was a lot it was far it was far it was it was uh not fun it was not you said three days three days before three days before graduation now that would normally be fine However, your cultivating event in winter 
is going up Smuggler's Notch in Vermont, which is a, a fucking grueling climb in the winter, uh, and doing a two-day FTX there. And I was like, there's no way in hell. Wait, 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 go on. Let's, let's go back. A what? A two-day what? Uh, a field training exercise. Okay. Okay. So you're out in the field two days, and you're putting everything together that you've learned over the last two weeks to prove competency. All right, makes sense. And, 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 and not only that, but also deepen your trust of the shit that they've taught you and your equipment, right? Sure. Um, I love acronyms. Yeah. <laughs> Army's full of them. <laughs> They're full of them. Um, with that, I was like, there's no fucking way in hell I'm making that climb. Uh, so I go see the medic, and then I go to the hospital. And once you miss four hours of training time, which I did, uh, you get dropped. And they can either do a DNR, which is a do not return, or it's a medical drop. So they, or, or I mean, you can do a drop on request, which we'll get into in summer phase because there was a shitload of those. Bunch of dudes quit on the first day uh, or second, wow. second day. So I, uh, I get medically dropped, and it's the first thing that I had ever failed in my military career, right? Uh, I've always passed everything. Even if it's by the skin of my teeth, I, I'm always able to to pull it out in one way, shape, or another. I literally sat on my bed and fucking cried the whole morning. It was like such a disappointment. I I I, I should have fucking just pushed through it. I you, you, maybe, but you broke your back, didn't you? I fucked it up pretty good. So nothing showed up on X-rays. Nothing showed up on MRIs. Okay, but I couldn't I couldn't put weight on my legs for like two months. That's brutal. Brutal. Um, when I would sit down, my hips felt like they were literally on fire. Uh, and I, I still have some residual stuff where it's still a little fucked up, but doctors don't see anything and, and nobody knows the fuck's going on. So I deal so with good. it. So we're good. It's fine. It's all fine. Um, so I go to the chiropractor every once and every once in a while, I throw my back out when I'm doing fucking deadlifts or rows. And I got, you know, my wife has to carry me around the house for three days and help me take a piss and take showers and shit. Um, oh, hey, I mean, last part's not bad. Yeah. Last part's not bad. It's fine. Um, so, so yeah, first thing that I ever failed in the military and was, you know, genuinely heartbreaking for me. I don't like failing things. Um, and didn't even want to fucking think about it for a long time. So I mean, I'm sure I'm sure we'll we'll get there. But this was seven years ago. So was the the time between your decision was it just a matter of circumstance, or was it because of kind of what happened and having to work through that? I think a lot of it was me being scared to go back and fail again. So if I if I if I'm actually honest with myself, maybe the first year was like physically there's no way physically there's no way i can carry a 50 pound ruck and, yeah i mean and, if you couldn't even stand up yeah. for two months i mean yeah um it, it took a while to to get back to to being strong and and being able to actually use my back in the way that like now i do jujitsu and and shit like that there's no fucking way i was doing that <laughs> you know six six years ago there's no way i couldn't even bend over to tie my shoes um but I will say after that first year, if I had put in six months of training, I think I could have, but I, I was fucking shook from that school, dude. I mean, it, my, <laughs> my instructor, I won't say his name, um, 
then, which he's, he's not an instructor there now, although I did see him at the school um, on the last day of our FTX, and I was like, I'm back. And I passed, you fucking asshole, dude. He was... Take that. Take that. He probably didn't even remember me. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, that's beside the point. But, but in my head, I was like, fuck you, dude. That's right. You shit. He was relentless, bro. He's an ultra marathon runner. Well, so he does the, the 100 milers, dude. And he would move through the mountains like a fucking gazelle. It, or, it, it, so fast, dude. So fast. So fast. We're going we're to change the subject real quick. Did you know that when a cheetah is running full speed, each stride is about 23 feet? What? Could you imagine going at like what? 80 miles an hour, taking up 23 feet per stride? What? That's, that's ridiculous. No way. Yeah. God, I wish I could take up fucking three feet in my stride. <laughs> my gait is so small, dude. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> Couldn't even get it out. <laughs> All right, sorry. I just wanted to give everybody a bit of cheetah knowledge. I like that. Sorry, carry 23 on. 23 fucking feet. That's insane. Um so yeah, I think it was I think it was just me being a pussy and being scared to go back and fail again and and go through the pain of of it again. Uh and and it, the challenge and the I mean it is constant fucking pressure. Constant, constant, constant pressure being applied. I guess not like kind of a kind of a dumb question, but like, what did you learn from failing? Like, did that did that impact anything else? I feel like a therapist right now. Prepare. How did you feel? How did you? How did that make you feel? It's okay to tell me. It's okay. It's, it's this hard. is a safe space. Yes, it's all about sharing. Um, it taught me to prepare at at a at a bare minimum to be prepared physically. That was that was probably the 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 biggest lesson out of that was I walked in there ill prepared and with an assumption that it was going to be easy and I got punched in the face. <laughs> but you did go back, so let's talk about kind of how you made that decision and then what went into the preparation because I know there was a fair amount. Yes. Um. So, so what did you do? How did you assess like what needed to happen? And then how did you execute on it? So um, now having been in the Vermont Guard for an extended period of time and understanding what Mountain Warfare School is. I feel like that's important. That's important, which I should have done before. Pull up that old Google search. I knew that I had to prepare myself to move 10 to 12 miles a day with 50 pounds on my back and to be able to function once we got to the fight. That seems like it's the biggest part of it is that being able to, I don't, I don't think it's compartmentalized, but it's being able to function when you have nothing left and being able to focus on what's in front of you. That's right. And only what's in front of you. That's right. That's right. It's, it's, it's okay. I did that. I did that, whatever that was. Now it's time to do this. Yeah. I feel like there would be, Again, being that tired, being that either cold or, you know, you're hot or yeah, whatever. Yeah. That would be paramount. Paramount. Absolutely. And I think that in preparing physically, it's also preparing mentally for that. Right. And sure. like, and, and, you know, to like I go, I would go 
and we can get more into the the the, the full on training and the programming. Yeah, let, let's use. let's talk about it. Let's let's go through the program you use right. and, and kind of again how we got got to this point. So my buddy is Steve. Okay. <laughs> yeah, is uh, is down at well was now he's deployed, but uh, is down at Fort Bragg, and he was working with a gym down there called Powerhouse, who is also partnered with. Uh, a company called True North Athletics. And True North Athletics helps train soldiers that are preparing for uh, special forces assessment and selection, right? They put together tactical athlete programs. Very cool. Very, very cool. I got a couple of my buddies from posting on on Instagram. I mean, you saw fucking all of them. Um, you know, I got messages. What is that? Because it looks dope, and the the workouts are sick. Even even me, who's not in the military in any capacity, thought it looked awesome. It looked awesome. I mean, I I love doing physical stuff and, yep. and pushing myself, and I was like, this would be really cool to do. Yeah, yeah. So, luckily, one of their um, coaches, and he's still he I believe he's still active in the military and is deployed. So I'm not going to say his name. But he was an instructor for the Marines Mountain Warfare School. And they have a program called the Ramshorn Program, which is specifically programming meant to train you for Marine Mountain Warfare School. Which... Are you going to say it's, it's more challenging? Is that what you're going to say? It, it pains me. <laughs> it pains me to to have to admit this, but... It is probably, maybe, maybe a bit harder, okay? Maybe. I don't know. I've never been through it. Yeah, I mean, you, you guys can't see it, but I'm totally twisting his arm to make sure that he <laughs> says the right thing. <laughs> um, so I get on the programming, and it's fucking awesome. It's awesome. You know, Mondays are your hardcore, um, this weird mix between hit cardio, but also strength and conditioning in like 15 minute sled drags, dude. Like a sled drag for 15 minutes with 145 pounds is fucking death. And in then a couple seconds, not a couple seconds, but you know, five minutes. Yeah, that's brutal Smoke right show, there. Right. And then you hop on an assault bike and you do that for 30. Fuck that. And then you go and run for fucking 25 minutes. So it's an hour workout. That is what Mondays looked like g- g- generally. Mondays right? suck enough. Why Monday, would you do that? To prepare. <laughs> to not fail. And then, you know, you're doing um, squats and, and deadlifts and compound movements, rows and benches to prepare your whole body for what it's about to endure. So every morning... I would get up at fucking 5 a.m. I'd be at the gym by 5.30. I would be working out and lifting from 5.30 to 7, sometimes 8. And as I got more conditioned to the programming, I would finish what he had, and then I would do more. And I would lift more, whether it be leg presses or extensions or, or pyramid squats or whatever it is. And then at lunch, I would run a 5K every fucking day, five days a week. And then I would go and I would train jujitsu five days a week, six days a week sometimes, 20 hours a week. Um, And I did that for 
you know, I, I got back. I, I, I just graduated Friday. I got back Monday. I'm already back <laughs> doing it because uh, it's, it's my routine now. And thank God, dude. Thank God. Because I still struggled. It was still fucking hard. I did not breeze through it by yeah. any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, so, again, I saw a lot of the work that you put in. And, I, and I, again, I know how much time you invested in it. So, asking you this question is kind of silly because I, I, I know how much it benefited you. So, how did all of the training and everything make you successful? So how did you apply it? How did you feel actually going through this program again, knowing that I put in all these hours, I, I put in all this weight and, and I feel good about this. I'm confident. So that, that right there, that was the biggest thing walking into day one was I knew that I had put in the last three months of fucking killing myself and losing like 50 pounds to make sure that I am in the best. You lost 50 pounds? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you look sexy AF, yeah, yeah. but I'm just, that's, that's, all right, good, yeah. good on you. Yeah. Um, and, and, and having that confidence of knowing, like, I put in the work. I put in the hours to be here and to be successful was huge from a, from a mental standpoint. Because even when things got hard, I can think of a day where – my programming was harder. Sure. And I had to suffer through, and I did it to myself. There's nobody there. There's nobody yelling. You know, my squad's not there, and I had a fucking awesome group of dudes that were with me. So even when things got tough, being able to think back and be like, ah, I've been through a harder day, it definitely, definitely led to mentally being able to push through. And then on the physical side of things, understanding and and knowing my baseline of what I can maintain and how long I can maintain it, I knew when I could pick it up. I knew when I had to slow it down. I knew how hard I could push myself and where that line was between complete and total failure of the body and being able to, I don't want to say coast because there's no, there's no fucking coasting. Um, but ride that line of, I can do this for 10 hours. And we did. You know, there, there were days where we did do it for fucking nine-hour movement, 10-hour movement. Um, so I think understanding my body, understanding what my baseline was, and then having the confidence mentally to be like, I've been here before. I've put myself through worse. And this is going to end at some point. The suffering is going to end at some point. I love that. My Growing up, my dad used to manage, own, whatever you want to call it, a machine shop. Some days, you know, it'd be 100 degrees in there, carrying around metal and wood, and it's just awful. And his saying was, nothing can stop 5 o'clock from coming. That's it. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I have applied that to my own life. And yeah. I, I, I say it to myself more often than I'd like to admit. Nothing can stop five o'clock from coming. That's I it. think being able to have that mentality and know, and again, for your for your case, it was knowing that your body in, is going to respond, but knowing that this is going to end mm -hmm. and it's going to be okay is, is really important. And I said that to myself every day, dude. <laughs> every day. Every day, dude. Because your, your movements... And, and we can get into what the days look like and, and what the structure and flow is. But, but generally, 
your movements start at 7.30, right? Okay. 7.30 is coming. Yeah. <laughs> okay? 7.30 is going to fucking happen, and it's going to be horrible, and you're going to suffer, and it's going to be bad, and they're going to make it bad. But 10 o'clock is going to come, and at 10 o'clock, it'll be over for a little while, and then lunch will come, and, and then dinner is going to happen, and then it'll be time to study. And it's just, it's, it's getting to those checkpoints, whether it be, I just got to make it to lunch or I just got to put my right foot in front of my left foot. And then I got to put my left foot in front of my right foot. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I got to keep doing that. It's so important to be able to chunk it down like that and be able to process things like that. So seven years ago was winter. Mm. Uh, it's almost July right now, so mm-hmm. not many ice walls to climb, even in Vermont. <laughs> no, even in Vermont, no ice walls to be found. So what did what did you do for the last two weeks? So uh, <laughs> what did you do? Like you just you know do? sat around and jerked <laughs> yeah, off or something? Fucking lazy piece <laughs> of shit! What have you been doing? So um, it's kind of funny because day one sort of lulls you. Super chill, dude. Show up, get in processed. Uh, you get your little handbook and they're like, all right, you know, go, go find your rack or your bed or whatever. And your locker you're in, I was in fourth squad. Um, you know, the bay's up there. Everybody's super chill. Everybody's super chill. And, uh, all right, go to supply. You're going to get all your climbing gear, your static rope, all your cords, your tubular webbing, your carabiners, your ascender, all these, you know, fucking all this climbing equipment. And I just, you don't do any of this outside of. No. No. Okay. Yeah. No, no, no. You talk to anybody in four squad, they know that Sergeant Flanagan is not a gifted climber. Okay. Not a I I tore, actually, it's, it's healed up now. I fucking destroyed my hands on day three. Like, blood everywhere, dude. <laughs> 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 and I had I went through mountain school with my hands bandaged the whole fucking time. Seems difficult the whole to you time. know tie a knot. The whole time. Dude. I had to wear up. I had to wear gloves on my knot test because like the rope would fucking oh it was anyway. So day one sort of lulls you, right? You go you go to supply, you get your climbing stuff, you get your rope and and so on and so forth. And if you're missing any gear. Right, if you're missing a fucking wind jacket or something like, they're gonna give you everything, dude. Super chill. You get a fucking fake, fake M16 to carry around because God forbid we do any training without a fucking rubber duck, which is just an extra fucking eight pounds for nothing. Um, Don't hold back, man. Tell oh, me how you dude, really feel. So fr- I was, I was like, nah, they're gonna fucking make us do that, and they did. Um, I'm assuming this is a safety thing, right? Like, I know that's a really dumb question. It's not. But is it like, is that why? It's two things. One is safety. Okay. Right? You don't want an ND or a negligent discharge. Yep. Right? Because that, that shuts everything down. Okay. Number two, it's also just convenience. Right? You don't have to clean them at the end of it. You don't have to fight. Nobody, if, if you do, you know, you're supposed to treat it like a sensitive item, like you treat any weapon. But if you do lose it, it's not really the end of the world. Right. It's going to be a problem. You're going to get in trouble, but you didn't lose an actual rifle. So there's a few, it's convenience and safety. Okay. For sure. Uh, And then, you know, you get your stuff and it's like, all right, you know, we'll, we'll see you at five 30 for dinner. And you're like, "Uh, okay. 
You sure? No briefs. No. Nothing else you want me to do? Nothing else you want me to do. I can clean that for you. Yeah. You want me to just, you want me to go hang out? Okay. So you go hang out. Chill. Cool. Go to dinner. All right, guys. See you tomorrow morning. Uh, breakfast is from 6.30 to 7.30. Come down whenever you want. No big deal. We'll see you in the classroom at 8. This, okay. this feels nothing like what I would have expected. No. And then it hits you. Huh. Day three. Day three to day 14 is like getting kicked in the balls by Tyron Woodley over and over and over again. And they tell you. They tell you. So you go to the classroom on day two. I just love how giddy you're getting. <laughs> you go to the classroom on day two. And uh, and you go through, um, I forget. It was like, you know, um, uh, like li- lingo, I guess. You know, and understanding like level one terrain, level two terrain, okay. level three, scree and talus and, and, and all of the, the jargon. So the I would j- say, so the stuff that I completely have no idea what you just said, yeah. they're teaching you what it means. They're teaching you how to speak it. Okay. Right. Cause it's, 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 it's sort of a different language in a way. Right. That makes and sense. the same where music yeah. is it di- right. You said, Oh, there's a fucking dead cat the other day. I was like, no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> no fucking idea what you're talking about. Right. Like it looks like a dead cat. No, Justin, <laughs> Doesn't look like a dead cat. No idea what the fuck you're talking about. That's fair. Same thing, right? So there's there's this this different sort of language that that can get spoken. Um, and you're learning that. And then at the end, at the end of the day, and you're in the class all day, they're like, tomorrow's going to be a rude awakening for a lot of you guys. A lot of you guys are going to realize that you're not prepared. And I was like, I know that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> not me. I know that feeling. Like, all right. So is so is the point of kind of taking those first two days to soften you up a bit so it's just that much more challenging? Or is it just kind of how how it works out? Was there no thought behind it? There's gotta be thought behind. I don't I don't have the answer. Okay. Right? I don't know. What do you think? I think it is meant to soften you up a bit and make you feel, oh, I can do this. Fucking I can sit in this class and learn about fucking, you know, whatever, yeah. right? Right, whatever jargon, whatever. And I know I can say these words now. I think it might be a little bit of softening you All up. Right. It, but it might not be. It might just be that they're like, yeah, we're going to teach them this stuff and then we're going to hit the field. We're just overly nice. And they, yeah, and everybody was super nice the whole time. Not once do you get, like, screamed at. Not once. So... I didn't expect that, but now that you said it, and I've had the boat half a second to think about it, kind of makes sense. You're already in this horrible situation. There, There is something to be learned out of it, so there wouldn't really be anything to be gained. So what My they said, argument, go though, yeah, go would be that this is a high-pressure situation yes. in the real world. Yes. If you are really on a mountain fighting the enemy, yes. I, I, it doesn't matter if somebody's yelling at you. You're still in the situation. That's right. So... Now that I'm talking about it, I feel like that explanation makes not no sense, but probably not accurate. So they say the mountain will break you. We don't have to. And it's true. Oh, I love that. <laughs> it's true, dude. It's so true. Wow. Like, and they literally, they're like, listen, nobody's going to yell at you. Nobody, they say it to you. Nobody's going to yell at you. Nobody's going to get mad at you. 
Doesn't matter. That would stress me out. Dude, right? It's worse. It's fucking, I'd rather have somebody screaming at me, dude. It's like when your dad looks at you and he's like, I'm disappointed in you. Yeah. Right? No. No, dude. They're like, no one's going to yell at you. No one's going to get mad if you fail. Here's what's going to happen if you fail. You're going to pack up your shit and you're going to get the fuck out of here. That's what's going to happen. You're going to go back to your unit and you're going to tell them that you failed. Very black and white. Very black and white. And they're like, we don't, we don't have to, we don't have to yell at you. We don't have to. Love it. The mountain will break you. They're like, we don't give a fuck. No, they don't, dude. Like we're here. We did this. We, we can do it. (laughs) Not only can they do it, dude, you look at some of these instructors and I don't mean this in any disrespect at all. Sure. But you're like, how the fuck is that guy going to make it? The instructor, dude, because they're maybe a little thick. A couple donuts, a couple. They will outruck the shit out of you, dude. That's awesome. And it's like, it's impressive. All right. So they lull you to sleep, whether that's intentional or not. So day three. It's debatable yeah. whether it's whether it's intentional or not. So what, so day three to day 14, you're busting your ass. 100%. You said you tie knots, yep. which... Tie my shoes every day and not very hard. So why why was day three on? Like explain explain to me what you what you did. Okay, so day three, um, and like I said, they tell you the day before tomorrow is going to be a rude awakening. You're going to learn a lot about yourself, right? Day three comes, and you pack all your shit, and you move out at seven thirty, and they bring you up. You know, and I'm not going to do it any justice. A, a really steep fucking hill, okay? They bring you up a really steep fucking hill pretty fast, <laughs> okay? I'm dying. <laughs> pretty fast. Really steep hill, pretty fast, <laughs> okay? I'm just, picture, sorry, I'm just picturing somebody like in their backyard. See that? Yeah. Yeah, it inclines about, you know, at <laughs> seven degrees. Yeah. I'm going to run that motherfucker. I'm gonna, yeah, yeah. And with my little fucking legs, dude, I was pretty much running. So you get to the top, and mind you, the instructors aren't even winded, which is a punch to your ego big time because, like, I'm on the verge. Me and all the guys are, like, on the verge of throwing up. So even with your training, you were still... 100%, dude. 100%. And you get to the top of, of... this uh, steep hill, <laughs> and, and uh, you're like, wow, fucking, I am smoked. And the instructors go, well, how far do you think we went, guys? And, you know, me, I've, 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 I run a lot, and I feel like I have a pretty good gauge on distance, right? I'm like, oh, I, I, I generally, I know how far a mile is. <clears throat> so I'm like, ah, that was that was probably about a mile. I feel like you're gonna be humbled in about five seconds. Point three. It's fucking not even half, dude. And you're like, this is gonna be a long day. <laughs> it's gonna be a long day. Then they take you on about an hour movement through the mountains, and then they bring you to a ski hill. Seems a bit steeper than your uh your normal hill. Yeah, the hills you find in your backyard. Yeah, dude. You can reach out and touch it. You like when you're you can touch it when you walk when you're walking up it, dude. Yeah, and it's fucking huge, dude. It's huge, bro. 
And they don't switch back up it, right, where you go side to side. Nah, they do one switch back, dude, and then straight to the fucking top. You get up there, everybody smoked, obviously, right? Been moving for probably, we'll call it an hour total. Been moving for about an hour. Then you get probably like five minutes to compose yourself, and then you move in a castle trail. What? Castle trail. Which is, which is hell. I mean, it sounds awesome. It's, it's awesome when you're driving it, not awesome when you're walking it. The Castle Trail is, it is only uphill, right? So you get to Castle Trail, you do about a mile on Castle Trail, and then they stop you and they say, this is an individual event. You have 17 minutes to get a mile up this hill. You're already smoked, dude. You're fucking smoked. This is still day three. This is still day three. We haven't even got to training yet. Fuck. We haven't even got to training yet, dude. We are running (laughs) up this fucking hill, dude. So the way that it works, there's two point systems. One, you start out with 10. So you have 10 points. For everything that you fail... You get what's called a major spot report, which is negative two points. Okay. Okay. If you fall out of a ruck, if you fall five minutes behind the main body, that's a minor spot report. That's negative one point. Okay. If you fall 10 minutes behind the main body, that is a major spot report. That is two points. Main body, is that the person that's in front? Main body is when the first person in the first squad passes the, you know, quote-unquote finish line. Got you. The clock starts, okay? okay? There are land navigation, your knots test, fixed ropes, rappelling, Kazavac, hauling, high line. Kaz would be casualty, right? Casualty evacuation and written exam. So there are not, there are eight, there are eight physical assessments. You have to do a written exam too? Oh yeah, at the end, dude, the, 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 the day before you go into the field. People failed. Oh shit! The day before you go into the field, dude. So the people that failed the day before, do they go into the field, or is it? No, you're gone. You're bro. gone. Okay, you're done, dude. What? So what? So Dunzo. Once you, is it you lose your ten points? You don't have ten points. Okay, so if you lose your ten points, you're dropped. Your performance drop. Okay, and all that means now, on the land navigation. Or, you know, map terrain analysis assessment. They've tried to make it sound fucking scientific. Sure does. It's a land nav. <laughs> and it's a, it is a very demanding land nav course. It's hard. It's very hard. Um, if you do, so you get, you get four and a half hours to get five points. If you come back with anything less than four points, you fail. Okay. So you can't come back with two or three, whatever. If you fail that, it's a minor spot report. If you come back with zero, it's a major spot report. Okay. Now, if so if you lose those 10 points, you're a performance drop. Okay. Okay. Now, on the academic side of things, there's a thousand points to be gained. Okay. okay? If you get less than 800, you fail. So so this academic test, what what is that comprised of? Okay. So each one of your systems tests, including, okay, 
your land nav test. Yep. Right? Each one of the points that you get is worth 20 points. Okay. So if you found four uh, coordinates, you get 80 points. Your uh, knots test is worth 300 points. Your hauling is worth uh, 50 points, right? So all of that, you need to get at least 800 points to pass. Now, if you fail something, if you fail the knots test, right? Even if, because uh, you get a retest, you can, you, can, you can do it a second time, right? Same, same, same course, same everything, same right? Same thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Same, same exam, same test, different facilitator, different grader. Gotcha. Right? The maximum points you can get is 80. Okay. Now, theoretically, on the academic side of things, you could fail everything once and get 80 points and have enough points to pass if you got four points on your land nav. If you got three points, that's only 60. You're 80 points on everything else, and this happened to somebody. We got back from our final day of testing, and even if he aced the written exam, he would have only had 798 points, and he got dropped. He got sent home. That sucks. Three days, three days before graduation. Man, I bet you don't know how that feels. Uh, <laughs> that's interesting, though, that... And you said the written was 1,000 points? No, no, no. The written is 50 points. 50 Okay, I was about to say. It's I feel total. Like, total? To, okay. The total amount of points that you can get is 1,000. Got you. I finished Slight Flex. Yeah, let's hear it. 958 points. Ah, look at you. First time going everything. Captain Big Dick over there. That's right. It's like I've been there before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> oh, it's like I knew what they were going to ask. It's crazy. <laughs> so uh, you asked, what do you learn? Yeah. Right? So you learn 15, well, you learn more than that, but you're tested on, um, well, tech, 17 different knots. And that's everything from a Prusik to a clove hitch to a bowline to an auto block to a, um, a farmer's coil with a butterfly tie off to a field expedient harness out of You're tubular webbing. No, I'm not. <laughs> to a fucking water knot to a uh, square knot. And all of these knots have a standard. Right, so uh, a figure eight bend or a figure eight on a bite. There, there can be no twists. There has to be a minimum of four inch pigtails. When you're going through, and pigtail is just sort of what's what's left over at the end. It has to be a minimum of four inches. Okay. Right, and I found out my hand is actually three and three uh, quarters inches because I was using my hand to measure. And you, got, you got little hands. I got tiny hands. Yeah. You're a tiny guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're a very small man. You're very, you're very slight. Um, and when you're getting tested on this. Totally kidding, by the way. To all you people with small hands, you're fine. <laughs> um, you also have to give the purpose of the knot, right? So the, so you would say to me, if you're the, if you're the, the grader, you would say, uh, I want you to tie a bowline. And I would say, I'd have my rope, and I would say, bowline, to anchor the end of a rope, and I would tie it. And it has to be four inches, no twists, a perfect knot, right? And you have to do that with, with everything, with all the knots, right? 
What's more interesting is how those knots are used and how they're put together in systems to move an insane amount of equipment and personnel through the mountains. Yeah, it seems like, I mean, you just listed off a bunch of things that I thought were made up and I still believe they are. Um, so like, I'm, I'm curious, you said something about an auto block knot. Yeah. yeah. Why? What's the point? What does it do? An auto block is a movable friction hitch that's releasable under load. So, all right, Webster. <clears throat> so what that means, I know these fucking purposes like the back <laughs> of my hand, dude. So when you're repelling and it's, it's mainly used for, for repelling, or if you're an attendant on a casualty evacuation, you will have, um, you'll have your harness on. You'll have a piece of sewn webbing that is girth hitched to your harness. You'll have what's called an SBG, which is, um, you can think about it like a, like a belay device, right? Okay. That yep. helps you lower and it's there to create friction so that you can control your lower, oh, right? Cool. An auto block, you would have a separate locking carabiner with another piece of sewn webbing. And that auto block is going to be, that piece of sewn webbing is going to be wrapped around that static rope, your climbing rope, behind your belay device. Four times looks like five and claps back in. Now, if for some reason I have an emotional event as I'm fucking going down this wall and I freak the fuck out, well, if I let go and I don't have that auto block, I'm, I'm, I'm hitting the ground. If I let go and that auto block is on there, it cinches up and catches me, ah. and I don't fall. I might fall five feet, less than that. I might fall two feet, but that auto block's going to catch me. It's going to save your life. It's going to save my life. And it's dope, dude, because it's so fucking simple. Cool. And then- And it sounds awesome. And then, so, so there's also something called a Prusik. A Prusik is a movable friction hitch, but it is not releasable under load, under load, under tension. Mm-hmm. So if I fall on a Prusik knot, if there's tension on it, I'm not moving it. There's no fucking way I'm getting it off. So the beautiful thing about an auto block is if I fall and I'm under tension and I need to get my hips underneath me and I need to create space, I can move it down even though there's 200 pounds of my body weight on it. Oh, that's dope. It's pretty sick. All right. Sorry to, sorry to. No, I nerded that. out there a little bit. No, no, no. I totally derailed. That's my fault. My bad. Um, so it's, it's more interesting, and you, you get a better understanding of, of these knots and, and what they're used for as you see them put into practical use and, and put into systems, right? Because you have to string them together. And then your systems tests are a shitload of these knots all put together to create this, again, at first view, complex system. After you do it, Fucking 50 times, not so complex. Um, But all of those individual knots need to be perfect in the same way they were on on the the knots test. And if one, and this isn't true on all the systems, but if there's one knot in there that's twisted or the, the, the pigtail isn't four inches or your fucking carabiner's not locked or something silly, something small, fail. Fail. Hard stop. Hard Done. stop. Fail. Wow. It's good. It's fun. That's fascinating. So you passed. 
I passed. Yeah, I was. Yeah, uh, reflex with the nine fifty. Nine fifty eight. Nine fifty eight. Nine fifty eight. Yeah. Um. Um. Like I said, uh, one guy got to the end. Had was going to have seven hundred ninety eight points. Got dropped three days before graduation. We had, I think, three people quit the very first day. Two points. Two points. Two dude. points. Two points, dude. Two. But but in all fairness, and I love you, buddy. If you ever listen to this, he didn't try that hard. Oh, he wasn't well, studying. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't out there putting in the work. Humbled. Yeah. Yeah. I know what it feels like. I was like. saying, again, we don't, we have no idea. You know, <laughs> what that's like. Never so. had that happen no, before. No. Um, we had, I think, three dudes quit on the first day. We had another guy. Uh, I want to say it was like the maybe the fourth or fifth day. And every day it gets harder. Right. So you're like, wow, there's no fucking way anything's going to be harder than, like, yesterday, dude. Surprise. Surprise. Dude, surprise. Surprise. The fucking, the the last day, not the, I shouldn't say the last day. The day before, I I think it's the day before we go into the field. We get done with all of our systems tests. All we have is our written exam. It was last Tuesday. It was last Tuesday. It was before we go in the field. Yes. It was before we go in the field. You, you finish all your systems and, and, you know, all the guys that passed were like, dude, it's fucking, all we got to do is this written exam and it's over. Because again, there was this constant looming pressure of the next exam, of the next assessment. Like, okay, I passed this. I still got fucking eight more to go. Yep. You know, I still got five more to go. There's still, I can still fail this fucking thing. So we, we get to the, to, we, we passed and you have three systems on one day. So you have three systems tests back to back to back with you know within an hour or whatever. Do they do they compound on each other? Like are you no. using okay. No, no, no. No. Totally different systems, totally different checkpoints. Okay. Um there are two that are similar, which you think would be helpful, but it's not because you can actually confuse them. Perfect. Does that okay. makes sense. Yep. You might put like yeah. So there's shit that you can do that that you can fuck it up if, if you get them confused. Um so we're like oh, we fucking did it. Like, all we got to do is this written exam. There's no way we're going to fail the written exam. <laughs> Not true. Um, <laughs> so we're so happy. We're so happy, right? And uh, the instructor of the course, right? So uh, instructor of the course is an award that's that's given at the end of the course. And we didn't know it at the time, obviously, because we're still a few days from graduation. But this guy ended up being the instructor of the course. Generally speaking, the movements back at the end of the day generally speaking, we're a bit easier, right? They they take it a little bit easier, a little slower. Maybe they go the short way back a little bit. It's a little more chill. The morning is where they break you off. Sure. The morning is meant to, to fuck you up. <laughs> Before we leave, he goes, you guys are going to learn something about yourselves right now. And we're all like, the fuck is he talking about, dude? It's a great day. It's ominous. <laughs> it's a great day, dude. We just passed everything. All we got is a written exam. We got to do this fucking silly little FTX, which was not silly. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrifying. I'll tell you about that. Scare, scaredest I've ever been in my life. Really? Scaredest. I've craziest shit I've ever done in my life. All right. And for some people, it's going to be like, oh, that's nothing. Terrifying for me. He goes, you're going to learn something about yourselves. And we're, again, you know, we're like, what the fuck could what can you possibly do to us that you haven't done? Or, like, 
You guys fuck us every right. day. It's been 14 days yeah. of just shit. Yeah. You're getting punched in the face every day, dude. Right? 15-minute miles. Oh. Which is flying in the mountains. I mean, the standard on... for the, So the Army standard on flat is 15-minute miles with 35-pound pack. We're hitting 15-minute miles with a 50-pound pack in the fucking mountains, dude. So we do about a 5K back, and where do we end up? On the top of the ski hill. <laughs> we think it's over. We think it's over, dude. He goes, you see that tree down there? You're going to go down. You're going to touch it, and you're coming back up. Oh, boy. You have five minutes. Five minutes? <laughs> you have five minutes. <laughs> to run down a ski hill. Touch a tree. Back up. And then back up. Yeah. And, and, I'm, and we're smoked, dude. And I don't know if he actually ran a timer because he never said anything about it after. But uh, horrible. Horrible, dude. Yeah, I'm horrible, dude. My legs hurt thinking about it. So we get done. <laughs> and, uh, he gives a, he gives a good speech at the end, you know, talking about persevering and you know, where we're training for a moment where people's lives are at risk and you're just going to have to fucking put up. And that's it. You have to put out, you have to throw on a heavy ass fucking pack. And you're going to have to move through shitty terrain very quickly. And that's it. And that's it. Simple as that. Simple as that. It's got to be done and you're the one to do it. That's it. And he's like, he pretty much was like, don't be a fucking pussy. And this guy's been in three invasions. He's a fucking, dude, all these instructors are savages, bro. Savages, dude. This guy's been in three fucking invasions. An absolute fucking animal. I love that though because it, it it proves that like from a leadership standpoint, you can't ask somebody to do something that you can't do, and they can do it. Dude. And not only can they do it, but apparently they can they can do it. They can do it, dude. With like you, there's like you, it's a, you're like how do you how are, he threw a fucking lip in, dude. He threw a lip in as he turned because he did the tree too. He went down and did it too. I love it. He did not do it. Fucking love it. Dude, he went down as he as he turned around, as he went around the tree to come back up the fucking ski hill. He took out his Copenhagen and threw a fucking lip in, dude. And went up that ski and did not stop, dude. That's didn't stop. Because we're all, you know, we're stopping halfway up. Then we're stopping, you know, maybe point six up. And then we're stopping three quarters of the, you know. He didn't stop, dude. And he had a fucking lip in the whole time. Badass. He's a savage, bro. So, y- you've done this twice. <laughs> First time, not ideal. Yeah. Second time, significantly better. I don't know if significantly better. Again, you were only three days out. You did well the first time. I struggled. Even, even You struggled, but you didn't train at all. You went in there with no concept of what was going to happen. And yeah. You still made it. Yeah, I still passed. So, I, I mean, I think you're being a little hard on yourself, but... Yeah, maybe. Maybe a little hard. But going back now, having put in the work to be successful, how do you think that that will impact you going forward? Like, what are the, what's the ramifications of the redemption? Because this is a redemption. It is a redemption. 
Yeah. Um, for me, I think that it's it's a it's a point of pride, number one, to be able to train for something, and then go out and perform the way that I did, which was not the best in the class. You know, I wasn't I wasn't the honor grad, right? Some guy scored nine hundred ninety nine points. He got one wrong question on the written exam. Okay, everything else he scored perfect, but. Comparing me to me, I smoked myself from seven years ago. Awesome. And that's that's the biggest takeaway for me is you can get kicked in the face and fail at something and come back and train and prepare and beat it. I think that's awesome. I mean, again, I mean, just because you fail something doesn't mean that it's over. Mm. It, doesn't ha- it doesn't have to be. Doesn't have to be. And you mean you're a perfect example. Le- lesson learned. Lesson learned. Let me tell you about the the terrifying event. Yes, I, I'm very curious. Okay. So Wednesday, it's it's uh, Wednesday night into Thursday. You're out in the field. And then Friday you graduate. People quit on Wednesday night. So people quit one day. Right, because on Friday you don't do, you do anything aside no, from you're running? Graduate. Okay. No, you don't run. You don't do anything. So Thursday, you had to do that run thing? or f- I'm confused with the timeline here. Sorry. No, you're. it's me. Tuesday. Yes. Tuesday, we did the 15-minute mile thing. Okay. Is that what we're talking about? Yes. And then Wednesday morning, you go into the field. It's Wednesday, Wednesday all day into the night. Yep. Thursday morning, you have... Oh, my God. I'll tell you about that. You have this insane event, and then Friday, you graduate. Okay. And it's over. And it's done. Right? If, when you get back to the schoolhouse on Thursday... At four, five o'clock, whatever it is, it's over. You don't go. Okay, it's that, over. Got it's it. It's all over. You chill. You wash your shit because you've been in the field for, and you're fucking. You oh god, you're going through swamps and like your shit's all fucked up, and, and then you got to turn everything in, right? So Tuesday's the the the, the break off. I call I call it our our last break off rock. Um, and then Wednesday you move into the field. Okay. Wednesday during the day. You do um, a couple of fixed ropes, which fixed ropes are essentially sort of what it sounds like, right? Ropes that are strung up to help you get up really steep terrain that would otherwise be dangerous to move up without, right? And you're clipped in with two non-lockers, opposite and opposed, and you're moving up this system, right? Okay. So you do that. You do a, a little rappelling, and you do some rock climbing, right? Not bad. Pretty chill. Then night operations happen. And normally in the Army, when you do night operations, you'll have a red lamp, right? Just a headlamp that 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 has a red lens, right? Yep. Or you'll have night vision. You straightforward? Neither. Ah, oh, perfect. Neither, dude. Okay. And I haven't brought this up throughout our entire conversation, but I'm going to say it for my boys at Four Squad. We got fucked Four Squad got fucked on everything, dude. We went last on everything, dude. Okay? We would learn... So, so why is that a disadvantage? Why is going last... Okay. Throughout the course, it's a disadvantage because we would learn a new system before we would get tested on a system that we learned a couple days ago. So that's a disadvantage. So you, oh. so essentially, you're, you learn something, and then 
you learn something else, then you learn something else, we'll say. And then you're tested. And then you're tested on the first thing you learn. the first thing you learn. Where the other squads get tested first and then learn something new. Got you. Okay? Okay. I could see where that would be a disadvantage. If you're competitive in any capacity. I'm going to say this for Ayers. Fourth squad earned their Rams head. Okay? Now, with night operations, first squad goes up. Fucking sun's still out, dude. No big deal. Second squad goes up. Not much of a night operation if the sun's out. No, dude. Second squad goes up. Sunset. Sun setting. So you still see. Third squad goes up. It's twilight. You can still see. Still still got a couple. Yeah. Fourth squad goes up. It's fucking pitch blackout. And you're moving up this mountain. And it starts to be a psychedelic trip, dude. Because you're like, I don't know what's in front of me. You're walking through and it's fucking pitch black, dude. Pitch black. And you're just holding on to a rope as you're, as you're walking up this mountain. Then you get to the face of a cliff. And you have to traverse across the face of this cliff. In the dark. In the dark. In the dark. Three, I'm going to say, I might be exaggerating. I have no idea. I'm terrified of heights. I'm going to say 300 feet off the fucking ground, I'm terrified of heights, yet I did this course. I love it. Petrified. (laughs) Petrified of heights, dude. And the, where you put your feet is maybe six inches of ledge that, that you're working on, right? And you look down, dude, and the fucking, you have an instructor with you. And I looked at him and I was like, I was like, I'm freaking out, dude. <laughs> I am unwell. I need help. And he was like, he was like, are you scared of heights? I was like, I'm fucking terrified of heights, dude. And he's like, oh, it's good. It's dark. You can't tell. And I'm like, I can fucking tell, dude. I can tell even more. The wind is ripping up here, dude. <laughs> I can. We're at the top of trees, bro. Yes, we're fucking high. I know we are, dude. I'm terrified. I get across. Obviously, I don't fucking die, which is great. Um, and and now, mind you, dude, the guys in my I had special forces guys in my squad, airborne dudes, like dudes that have done some pretty sick shit, right? Pretty pretty solid fucking scary training. And like when you get off the cliff, the instructor is like, "Hey, go follow the fixed rope down." Go 25 meters into the trail and wait there. We're going to get accountability for the squad, and then we're going to go move to the night rappel. Roger that. So I moved down. I'm the first guy. I'm the fucking first guy. You're the first one. I'm the first one across this fucking thing, dude. He had us do a hot switch on the fucking ledge, dude. We're on the cliff. and Is he's a hot like, switch like a Chinese fire drill? A hot switch is like the dude that was in front of me. He's like, I want you to duck under Flanagan. Yeah. I want you to go around him. And I'm like... I don't even want to move, dude. Did you forget that I'm afraid? <laughs> I don't even want to move, dude. So I get across this thing. Guys start showing up. And my buddy Ayers comes out to me and he's like, that's the fucking craziest shit I've ever done. And I was like, okay, I'm not being a pussy. That was fucking crazy, right? And he was like, that was fucking crazy. And then you move down to the night rappel. And even though I'm scared of fights, I like rappelling. Okay. It's, it's fun. Kind of, kind of weird. It's but cool. 
Yeah, it's cool. Once I get over the ledge, once I get over the edge, I'm cool. See, I feel like being afraid of heights, that would be worse. No. No. No, I'm going down, dude. I'm going down. Yeah, but you could be going down at like a thousand miles an hour. But I'm in control. Night repelling, I did not feel like that. (laughs) I am not okay. You look down, dude, and you have no idea how it's pitch black. It's pitch fucking black. That must be an interesting feeling. It, I'm like, am I five feet off the ground? Am I 50 feet? Am I 100 feet off the ground? Like, And then finally your feet hit the ground and somebody puts, you know, and you have, you have false ground. So there'll be like a ledge that's sticking out and you think that you're on, especially at night, you think that uh, during the day you can tell, but you think that you're on the ground and you look down and you're like, oh my God, that's not, that's not the ground. This is, this thank, God the ground. thank God I didn't let go of this fucking rope, right? So you hit the ground, they, you know, put the hands on your shoulder and, uh, and the night ops is done. People quit at that. Really? I mean, I say that like I'm in disbelief, but I can, yeah, it seems like, and it's purposeful obviously, but I mean, you're tested like for real. Oh yeah. You want to know the funny thing? Absolutely. People quit. They still make them do it. Really? I love that. So you go, you go, (laughs) you go, I'm not doing that. Are you quitting? Are you doing a drop on request? Yes. Okay. And then the instructor will tie themselves to the person and drag them across. I love it. And make them rappel down. They're like, there's no, you're, there's no other way to get down. You have to do this. And then yeah. they do it. Then they do it. And they're you like, still oh, quit. I, I didn't mean. I didn't mean. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't mean. And they were like, no, 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 no. You said the words. <laughs> no, you, you said the words. You fucking quit. You're done, dude. You're done. That's, so that's brutal. But brutal. But if you quit there, yeah, you'll quit in, in real, real life, life, which is dire consequences, right? Yeah, I mean, it makes it makes for somebody that is not again, I'm not in the military, not anything like that. I don't. If I need somebody to protect me, I don't want the person that said they were going to quit. Not on the ledge, dude. I want- would. I would take the person that failed and didn't give up yes. before I took that person. I agree. I completely, which is why we were a bit upset over a couple guys that got dropped because they were trying, but there's a standard. Yeah. I mean, there's a standard. It is what it is. It is what it is. But I agree with you. I'd rather have the guy that struggled than the guy that quit. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, so you get off, you get off and, and you go back to, you know, you, you got to build, you got to build your little shelter and fucking whatever. I think that's dope, by the way. I love the whole outdoor survival thing. Yeah. yeah. I, I blame Discovery Channel for that, but I am like obsessed with the like living, not off the grid. Mm. Most people freak me out. But, but minimalist. Yeah. And, yeah. and again, if I were to be in like some horrible accident and be stranded in the woods or something like that i think it's fantastic to be able to know i could survive i can build a shelter i could i could last a little bit yep i mean the water thing is important but otherwise but that that's not that's not terribly hard depending on the environment that you're in fair but yeah the whole the whole survival thing i find super fascinating we built uh we we had a tree in this little ledge and we we laid some logs across it was me and two other dudes and we um laid our ponchos across, tied them down to rocks, stretched it out. I slept this way. The other guy slept in the middle, you know, pretty much staggered. And that's how we slept, dude. Nice and warm. There you go. I'm good to go, dude. Good to go. So then you wake up the next day and, and 
you have seven tasks to complete. Okay. You have grid coordinates to these seven tasks, and you have to do them in order. And it's your job to navigate to these points and execute on these tasks. And half of them, you have no idea what the tasks are. Okay. So you show up, you know, we, we get to one and it was a, it was a resupply because we ran out of food and water. Okay. So it's a resupply of food and water. Second one, we show up and it's, I think, repelling or something like that. And then you do a casualty evacuation. And it is, it is, we got started at, I think, 7.30. And we didn't get finished until 4.30 in the afternoon. Just getting fucking smoked, dude. And then you get back to the schoolhouse. And you sit down with your instructor and, uh, you know, he's like, let me be the first to congratulate you on officially passing Army Mountain Warfare School, basic military mountaineer. You're done. You're done. Congrats. And then a bunch of guys went and jumped in the creek. <laughs> As you should. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. That's awesome. So, overall, you must feel pretty good about yourself. I do. I'm happy. I'm very happy. And what it's done is created an itch to go to the next thing. So it felt really good to be training for this very daunting thing that was looming and coming. And now there's nothing. So you have this void. There's a void. Yeah. There's, there's a, a hunger. There's a hunger. <laughs> Deep within. <laughs> it calls me. It calls me. Um, so I got to figure out what the next thing is. And whether that's airborne school or air assault or ranger or uh, something. But I, it's something. I got to do something. I got to do something. Love it. I think it's cool that. Again, something that didn't go well has now turned into something that not only did you pass it, you, you were successful with it, but by trying this difficult thing, by going back and looking at something that defeated you, now you're like, what's next? What's next? Yeah. What yeah. else is there to eat Exactly. Here? Where, you're right, and, and prior to this, I was like, man, could I make it through whatever, X, Y, and Z? You know, and it was that failure from six, seven years ago that made me question myself. And now that's gone. That's gone. Because I don't want to say I destroyed that course, but I was a first-time go in absolutely everything. Um, I was not the slowest guy. I was not the fastest guy. I didn't coast by any stretch of the imagination, but at no point during that course did I feel like I was going to quit or I was in imminent danger of failing. That's awesome. Congrats, man. Thank Again, you. I mean, I saw a lot of the work that went into it, so proud of you. That's awesome. I appreciate awesome. it. I appreciate it. I'm glad it's over. Well, yeah, <laughs> I mean. I'm glad it's over. I also, the guys in my squad, 
were some of the best fucking dudes I've ever met. And that is not true all the time. Sometimes you go to these schools and it's every man for themselves and everybody's trying to be the honor grad and be the best fucking dude and nobody wants to sacrifice for the team. You know, we had dudes that, that one of the captains, or the, our only captain in our squad, tough as fucking nails. The guy had like explosive diarrhea and uncontrollable vomiting for like five days while he was there. And you have squad equipment that you have to carry, which is a Skedco and a therm blanket and, and ropes. And, and it just adds up, you know? And we made sure he didn't carry any of that shit when he's all fucked up, you know? And I got, when my hands were all torn up, you know, the guys took some of the weight that I would have to carry and some of the things that I would have to do, like backstacking my ropes so my hands could heal. Or tying some knots on 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 a team event so my hands could heal up, you know. Um, fucking Sorensen when he fucking fucked up his Achilles, you know what I mean? Like we passed around the Skedco for a couple days so he could heal up. It's like that just doesn't happen all the time. And we were joking and laughing and having a good time the whole even when shit was bad, dude. It was always joking around, laughing, making the best of the situation. And I'm so thankful that I was with those guys in that squad because the other ones didn't look like they were having fun, dude. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't, like, we were making fun of them. We were, we were making fun of them with the instructors because we were like, look at them. They look so serious, dude. Like, what's the matter? What's the matter? And they're like, well, you fucking hiked for whatever. It's over, dude. <laughs> Who cares? Fuck it. We're here, man. That's awesome. I love, so, that, I love that the instructors were involved, too. That's oh, great. dude. They're like, yeah, they do kind of look miserable. They're like, don't do They never smile. They never smile. We're fu- oh, dude, we got a group chat. We're doing a fucking reunion. I'm, I'm, I'm so thankful that I was with those dudes. That's awesome, man. I'm glad. I really am. I'm glad that it went well. I'm glad that you passed. I'm glad that you experienced this. It's good for you, man. I appreciate it, brother. That's it. Is that it? Is that first podcast? That's it. The first one is done. Is it done? I mean, do you have anything else to say about Modern Warfare School? No, I don't. I'm totally going to leave this in, by the way. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, okay. I just wanted to be clear. And and you people listening, if all five of you, or 500 of you. (laughs) One and a half. Yeah, one and a half. (laughs) Five million? Somebody somebody in another room (laughs) is like, hey, hey, who's that guy talking? (laughs) Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Yeah, try to sleep. Try to sleep. So what do we, what do we, what's, are we going to do like Friday boys? What are we doing? Yeah. So, I mean, we'll, we'll figure all that out and we'll definitely let you one and a half people as well as anybody else that finds this. We'll we'll keep you updated as to how we're going to do this. So I think right now we're going to kind of not be all over the place. Let's be honest, but we're going to, we're going to find what works. Yeah. No real rhyme. We're going to find what we enjoy. Yes. Right. What we like doing. So we can have fun. It's all about fun. It's all about enjoying it and being happy and fun. Yeah. Yes. But in the same breath, I think both you and I are very much not opposed to challenging ourselves. Agreed. Yeah. And and this very much like, no, well, that's a complete lie. 
this similar to, in a theoretical sense, <laughs> Army Mountain Warfare School is something that both of us are not like ultra comfortable with and something that we're both... Yeah. We haven't trained. No, we have not. But yeah, this is something that reflects in a new muscle. Exactly. Reflects in a new muscle. That's all. But it's going to be fucking badass. It's going to be fun. And we're going to have a good time. It's going to be fun, dude. I, I can't believe the first one's done, dude. It's done. Until next time. Until next time. Um, one thing I would ask for anybody who's listening small ask if you liked it and you enjoyed it if you could leave us a review on whatever platform we're on because we don't know yet we haven't decided um if you could leave us a review and and you could tell us that we suck if you thought it sucked let us know so we can be better if you thought it was awesome if you thought it was interesting let us know that too whatever all feedback is a gift absolutely and, uh, and we want to have fun and 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 um, you know, enjoy our time while we're doing this. But we also want to make sure that we're creating value for people and and sort of hitting our, our mission statement with this. Hell yeah. So with that, it's over. Rock on, motherfucker. Thanks for listening to the Do Life Project. Until next time, bitches. <laughs>